You're listening to Take Him With You on the Stitcher Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 229 of the Take Him With You podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today, we're going to talk about how do you start your own business? You just go to the store and you buy one. Um, I don't think so. I wish it was that easy. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. <coughs> they already know that. Mm-hmm. We already said that. Who, yeah. That's who we are. Okay. And by the way, this is uh, for June the 23rd, 2013. I, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We just celebrated our 27th wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. You've been stuck with me for 27 long years. I, I don't think I'd say stuck with you. Well, you stuck with me. That's true. I stuck by you. So if you stuck with me, then you're stuck with me. I I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so we had a great anniversary, I thought. It, was, it wasn't, you know, something big and dramatic, but I, I kind of like things more quiet and sedate and it was a nice relaxing day it was it was and uh, we'll talk all about that in just a moment so stick around we'll be back today oh by the way today we're going to talk about we had a, a listener that wrote in and said they really wanted to hear about how we changed careers and they kind of know why we did but they want to know how we did and i've written down several little things keys to uh helping people if they feel like they're in the wrong place how to get into the right place. So we'll talk about that and share our experiences on this edition of the Take Him With You podcast. What if your entire town was trapped underneath a mysterious dome? What would you do? Who could you trust? In the upcoming CBS miniseries, Under the Dome, the citizens of Chester's Mill will ask these very questions and much more. Join radio veterans Wayne and Troy this summer for Under the Dome Radio, a podcast by and for fans of this must-see TV event. Now, Troy, if fans are also under the dome, wouldn't you recommend that they join us for the fun? Wayne, even the Viking fans can join us. I mean, who better to collapse a dome and save the people of Chester's Mill? All summer long, join us and become a dome head at underthedomeradio.com. Yeah, that's fun. Our friends Wayne and Troy are doing the Under the Dome podcast, which is the that premieres, Under the Dome radio. That premieres this Monday, correct? I believe so. It, it's t- on yeah, CBS, I yeah, think. Yeah, tomorrow night if you're listening to this on Sunday the 23rd. And if, if you're not in the United States. It's CBS. Um, yeah. I Well, I'm not sure if in different countries you can access the cbs.com website i don't have any idea i don't know how that works i don't either one of our friends in the uk or australia or someplace should let us know sure 
But yeah, it's gonna be. <coughs> it's kind of a sci-fi. Well, we'll find show, out, I won't think. we? Mm-hmm. I'm curious of what it's all about. So it'll be fun. But uh, Wayne and Troy have been ripping it up at the on their uh, new podcast. They've already had. They already have a bunch of followers and listeners, and they haven't even aired a show yet. I mean, they've aired a couple of podcasts, but they haven't aired the TV. The TV show, show yet yeah, hasn't even been on. But from what I understand, there was a premiere of it somewhere. And you know what? Somebody wore a T-shirt with Under the Dome Radio on it, the the logo that I designed for Wayne and Troy. Cool. They wore it on a T-shirt to the premiere. Wow. That cool or what? And one of the stars of Under the Dome was on a question and answer thing. Hmm. And they answered one of Troy's Under the Dome questions. Hmm. About crazy things that happened on the set. What was the most crazy thing that happened? And I got to see that on YouTube. It was cool. So it was like an enhanced podcast, a video cast. I don't know how they do that. I don't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But that's cool, huh? Yeah. So I'm, I'm planning on listening to the show. I've already listened to their first podcast. And yeah, you should check them out. Yeah. Underthedomeradio.com So yesterday... We went to a movie on our anniversary. First of all, we went out to dinner with your mom, or not dinner, lunch. Actually, we can go back further. Okay, let's go back further. And I made you breakfast. Okay, we're talking about Friday, everybody. Friday. The 21st of June. We were married on June 21st, 1986. Two years after I graduated from high school. And so, only one year after you graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. So and boy, you, are you in trouble now. Why? Because you married me. <laughs> well, I must not be in too much trouble because I'm still alive all these years later. Yeah. So on our anniversary, um, we got up and um, I made you breakfast. Yeah, and I did. I didn't burn anything. Which is an accomplishment because sometimes I get sidetracked and try to do too many things at once and burn things. Yeah. And um, then we went out. I went to work down in Okay, after 27 years, how do I like my eggs? You like the yolk runny. But how do I like them? Over easy. What is that? Thank you. That's called over easy. And ask me. How do I like my eggs? You like your eggs over easy and then smashed and done. Yeah. Solid. So you want me to fry it like normal and then turn it over and pop it and let it run all over and then uh, put it over one more time. And it has to be well, like rubber. You know, it doesn't have to be like rubber, but I just can't stand the whites uncooked at all. Mm-hmm. And so I tolerate the yellow being cooked a little bit more than you do because I do. Like, and if it's not running to me, then it's not very good. But runny whites totally gross But me out. I do like scrambled eggs. Yeah. But not all the time. Yeah. So we had farm fresh eggs and hash browns. Yeah, which and, was nice. And um, I made you a couple pieces of bacon. Yeah. And then nice. um, we went out to lunch. Spoiled. Um, with your mom and dad to the fifties. Diner. Slater's Diner in, in Raymond, Raymond Washington. Washington. Yes, I was working down there, so you guys met me in the I drove I was working at. Catherine's Cadillac all the way to listen to um, uh, Rico and Trex and Sci-Fi 
on the way down. Mm. And and uh, listen to MW Orbit, my album, on the way back. Could you do? Oh, it was on your i iPhone. Correct. Yeah, because she doesn't have a CD player. Correct. Mm-hmm. So um, it's an older Cadillac. <laughs> yeah. It's I, I think it's a year older than our daughter is. It's a um, eighty five, and she was born. No, uh, no. not eighty five. Ninety five. Ninety five, and she's born in ninety six. Yeah. So we had a wonderful lunch, and then I went back to work, and I met you after work, and we. Hopped in the car. We hopped in the car, just like okay. little rabbits. Hop, 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 hop. No. Boing, 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 boing. Okay, it's a, a phrase. Just don't bug me about it. So we drove we to the drove movie theater. To the movie theater. The movie and, theater. And our little town of Aberdeen. And we got tickets to see the so Man funny. of Steel. So without ruining anything, giving spoilers. Can no. We okay, do we'll a just say everybody. Review? Okay, we're gonna review. Um, Superman or or Man of Steel, and we're gonna we're gonna take five minutes. So, when I say go, if you haven't seen it yet, then just skip forward five minutes. I don't think we have to do a lot of spoilers, but go ahead. No, I want to be able to talk freely. So, okay. ready? Okay. Set. Go. Okay. So, what out of five Superman? Um, capes. How many would you? How many capes would you give it? Well, well, I think that as at the end after we talk about it, okay. I don't want to rate it yet. Okay, so what? Were Let's your, talk about the movie for a minute. What were your thoughts? My thoughts. You want to ask me first? Yeah, I have got a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it for the most part. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little too long. And just when I thought the movie was over and I finally could get a a breath in edgewise, it kept going, Mm -hmm. which is the same that happened in Avengers, I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very Avenger-ish, I thought, as far as the battle scenes and the the technical end of it. So the the special effects were awesome. They did an amazing job on, on Superman's clothes and General Zod's outfits and their technology. And really, it was a stunning-looking film. What was upsetting to me, for some reason, I didn't handle the destruction as much as... Now, I I've, I do watch... Sometimes I'll watch, like, the, the Justice League Unlimited or something like that, like a cartoon or something, and they, they'll blow up buildings and, you know, when they're fighting the monsters and the, the bad guys and stuff. In this particular one... It got a little bit too reality, and Metropolis basically was almost leveled. Mm-hmm. And but it kept going and going and, and Smallville be- too. Yeah, and buildings and everything. And people, I mean, you know, you didn't see the people dying. Yeah. But you just thought about it inside that they must be all dying. And I know some people have said, well, they got out beforehand. If you had a bunch of bad mm-hmm. things going on, but still. There was a lot of destruction, and and then it was really interesting. It just got it got old after well, a while. Now I would have thought the Superman I know mm-hmm. would have taken Zod away from the city, and then battled him, so that he didn't hurt humans, because mm-hmm. Superman doesn't want to hurt any humans. But in this case, there was times when he would throw Zod, you know, straight through buildings, or or the villain lady. I don't remember who she was. 
but he'd throw her through things and then buildings would fall over as a result. So like, really, would you really do that? Mm-hmm. Superman. And then the other, uh, the other part that was difficult for me was, and this is a spoiler, everybody don't listen. If you don't want to know, it was difficult for me to watch him. He, uh, snap the neck as odd. I don't, Superman doesn't do that. Well, I know he did it with great trepidation and he, he was sad and he did it very because troubled because he knew he wouldn't stop. He was stop. saving people's lives right. because Zod was going to kill him if he didn't stop. Him. Right, right, right. But, you know, it's still, still it was difficult. I would have thought he would have found a way to get him into the Phantom Zone. So there there you go. That was my yeah. take on Superman. I really liked it, but I also I got disturbed towards the end with all the destruction because it was just too much 911 over and over and over. Yeah, I think that that's for those of us who were adults during 911 and saw the buildings come down it was too reality look i mean that's certainly so weird to say that but and there's even one part where a plane um goes into a building and um and you know constantly it was constant for like a long time it was a long time of destruction but it reminded me a lot of avengers the end of avengers was the same way yeah there was a lot of destruction there too and one of the other now this is another spoiler but Towards the end, there was like a drone plane that was worth millions of dollars or something, and Superman destroyed that too and kind of laughed it off. Right. And I'm going, you know, if if this is a, a well, they're trying to spy on him. Yeah, but if this is a boy from Kansas, you know, conservative farm boy, you know, paying taxes on the land when they didn't have a lot of cash money, kind of guy, um. You would think he would be more respectful of taxpayers' money and, you know, not But did you like the movie? You know, if it... You have 20, you have 40 seconds, 10, 20 seconds. If you could take all the destruction out, I really liked it. I, because of that, I would give it only four out of five capes just because of all the destruction. I'd give it three and a half capes. But I think, I think it was well done. Yeah. I just think it was a little bit more violent than I would have liked. Yeah. Okay, good. There you go. That was our review okay. of Superman. Now, now that we're not in spoiler range anymore. Okay. Question. Uh-huh. What is what's your recommendation? How old can should kids be as a mom? Ding ding. I I believe wasn't it PG-13? I think so. I I would probably I would probably keep with that. There, there wasn't a lot of like really gory violence, but there was violence, and so I would, and it was pretty clean morally wise. So I don't think I'd hesitate having you know my teenagers go with me to see it, mm-hmm. but because of the violence, I wouldn't take real small kids. Okay, that's just me as a mom because it was pretty intense. Yeah. Well, again, though, as my friend it Kenny... It probably depends on the kids, too. Well, my friend Kenny and Chris pointed out, you don't see people dying. That, you that see, is you, true. It's implied, but then you have to use your imagination. I wonder if there are people in that building. Well, and that's what bothered me. It's because I remembered 9-11 when, you know, right. there were hundreds of thousands of people. Well, not hundreds of hundreds thousands. Of, no, there was like 3,000. There 3, were hundreds, and then I said thousands. Right. Um, there were thousands of people that died right. that day, and you know, and that was kind of small compared to the movie. And so, <coughs> yeah, I, you know, I, 
I think, yeah, it was kind of violent. Now, if people let their kids watch a lot of Saturday morning cartoons, they they probably see that kind of. I mean, well, yeah, and the, and the the new ones, yeah. Some of the newer cartoons have yeah. you know buildings getting torn apart sure. and things like that too. So, if I would say it depends on your child. If they're really sensitive, probably hold off till junior high or something. But you know, it depends on the kid. Okay. So, so kind of we were talking about what we did on our anniversary and we got off on a review. Okay, that's fine. Okay, yeah. so we went to the movies and then we went to dinner. And we went to the place that we usually go to on Christmas Eve. So that was kind of different. But, um, you know, I don't know. You just pulled up. You didn't even say, hey, do you want to stop somewhere? You just No, because up. you wanted to go to Walmart. And that's our we always go to Walmart on our anniversary. <laughs> I don't want to go to Walmart. Well, we were needing And we milk. never did go to Walmart, did we? No, we didn't. We went to Top Foods instead. Well, to get some groceries on the way home. We had to buy some food. We yeah. got some good deals. A big bag of peppers for $1.50. Oh, did we ever? No, we bought, no. Okay, well, I also got some sunflowers that I really wanted. I thought of you, Kenny, when I was uh, looking at the different flowers they had at Top Foods. And they had a really nice plant of, what kind of are those? There's a certain kind of sunflower with a black middle. So they look like a big black-eyed Susan is what they look like. You mean Gerber daisies? No. I bought a whole thing of sunflowers. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. You don't remember that? Yeah. I remember that, but I didn't know they had a different name. They have a name. There's a name for them. Okay. There's sunflowers. It's in the pot. If you pull it out, it says what the name of it All is. All right. So anyway, it's going to have like... 12 13 sunflowers i'm pretty excited yeah. but i picked one that hadn't bloomed yet so that it would bloom while i could watch it no that's one thing that's interesting about flowers <sighs> i don't that, like that part is it that part of its anticipation all flowers should have a button that that you push and they bloom yep yeah but if you get them because i get impatient over it but if you get them fully blooming then it means you only enjoy them for like a week or two and they're gone. Some of them last longer than that. Yeah, that's true. <coughs> like our rose bush keeps turning out roses. It goes through little cycles. Yeah, about every month you have a batch of mm -hmm. roses. And then, um, yeah, other some of like our fuchsias are starting to bloom now. Mm -hmm. And they're really cool looking. I like they're kind of ruffly and spacey looking. Yeah, they look like... Uh, like satellites. Okay. You don't think so? Sure. Okay. They're prettier than satellites, though. So. Your lettuce is growing really high. Yes. We've been going out Onions. and picking lettuce almost every night for dinner. And I thinned my my Walla Walla sweet onions, and I've been using them like green onions, and they're just so mild and delicious. Well, I used some for lunch today. They were good. Good, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. So we had a good anniversary. You told me last night it was one of your favorites. And I'm like, huh? I, it's because I think sometimes you're a little bit more higher energy. I don't know. What? You like things more flashy. And I just kind of like quiet. And well, you married no. the right guy because in order to be flashy, you have to be rich. <laughs> So you married the right guy, you know, see. Yeah. 
So <laughs> I like the simple things in life. I think that, you know, it's funny because a lot of times there, there was a saying about a rich man that was vacationing in Mexico and he w rented a, a fishing boat and went out fishing and he talked to the fishermen and he said, why are you doing this? Don't you know you could be, you know, doing this other job and and making tons of money? <coughs> and and then he goes, oh, so that I can retire and go fishing like you <laughs> once once a year, you know? And here he got to do it every day. So anyway, yeah, you can edit that out if it didn't make sense. No, I understood completely what you're saying. <laughs> do what you like. Well, sometimes or do something that is more enjoyable than the routine. You know, sometimes you can be in such a high stress job that, you know, you're going to die of a heart attack and before you even get old enough to retire. So yeah. you have to take that into consideration and true and think about what's good for your health. Yes, that's very very true. We're going to actually talk about that a little bit today. Okay. When we talk about uh, our main topic which was it's not Superman, even though we review. I mean, it's Man of Steel. Um, we're going to talk about our career change and how do you start your own business and what are some of the things that go along with that. And part of it is right there. If you can find something that you enjoy to do and you can make money at it, well, then that's better to do than going through the routine. And sometimes you can make less money at stuff than doing something that would be not very fun and you might get a lot of money, but you'd be miserable doing it. Right? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> I just agreed with you. Okay. <laughs> I was nodding my head. I guess that doesn't go through the podcast world very well. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Anything else happened this week for you? Can't think of anything, can you? I cleaned the fridge. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a nice job you did of it, Lass. Oh, thanks. I, I didn't have any work on Tuesday, so I can't remember. I did a bunch of different jobs. <coughs> yes, you did. You helped uh, clean up my studio a little bit. Was that on Tuesday? I think you did my carpets with that oh, cool yeah. machine. That's right. So I cleaned the fridge. I deep cleaned the carpets in your studio and in the living room. I think that nobody cares. I organized. I do. I organized a bunch of stuff in our bedroom um, to make it tidier. And um, yeah, just I did a bunch of odds and in things that I normally don't have time to do because of work. So. Wow. You know, sometimes there's a saying that some friends of ours used to have, well, you either have time or you have money. You rarely have both <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> and so if you're not having work that day, you have time to do some things for yourself. You and went over so and helped at the that. church, too. Yeah. Well, that was, that was on Wednesday. After I already worked two jobs, I went and helped... Um, we have a property that we kind of inherited as a congregation that's kind of a mess. And so it needed a bunch of yard work done. So Catherine and I... You're talking so low. Catherine and I went and worked on it with our pastor and got it mostly done. 
It was a lot, a big job. Yeah. Cool. Yes. So what did you do this week? I took my dog to work. Yeah. It was take your dog to work day on Friday. You do that a lot, though. Like every day you have your dog at work with you. Right now she's passed out on the floor. Mm-hmm. She likes hanging out in your studio. Yeah, she played bubbles today with me. Yes. And ball. Mm-hmm. She came out and, and helped me in the And one of my girlfriends bit. came over with her daughter. who's And? Running, and um, Jade drooled on her. That's awesome. She didn't think so. No. And <laughs> exciting Instagram got video. Oh. That's pretty exciting. Hmm. Okay. That, really, that is. All right. So now you have to, everybody look at my Instagram posts that have video in them. I don't do Instagram. I'm going to do one right now and show everybody what you look like. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Here I go. No, I was out in the yard. I had a great, I've got a great picture, and you should vote. Oh, no. You should vote no, if I should post it or not. No. She doesn't want me to post it, but Definitely I was taking not. a picture of the, the Man of Steel poster, and she photobombed it really fast. And, <laughs> it was an awful picture. And I took, though. and it actually took the picture as she was photobombing it. And then she didn't want me to post it, even though it, she's the one that photobombed it. It was not a good picture of me. I it was, was hysterical. Just being goofy, but I looked all I looked like a white beluga whale. It was awful. Oh, jeez. Well, the other excitement that I had this week, and <coughs> I can close with this, <coughs> we can go into our subject and stuff. Is um, I was sitting here um, doing some auditions because work has been scarce. Mm-hmm. Pray for my work so I get work, and uh, the UPS truck pulled up. Mm-hmm. And Jade had just had a bath the night before, so her collar wasn't on. And I couldn't catch her, but she, cause it was warm out. So she jumps up, and she runs out the front door, opens the gate, and <clears throat> runs up into the UPS truck and goes into the back with the guy. She's not barking at him or anything. Oh, yeah, she's barking like a mad mad thing. Really? Yes. Like scary? No, like oh. excited. Like doing her little yelp. Yes, right, right. Yeah. She was excited to see the guy. He was like, oh, my God, there's a dog in the, in the UPS truck. <laughs> was anyway, she waggling her little behind? Oh, yeah. So yeah. I tried to grab a hold of her and get her out of there, but her collar wasn't on. So I'm trying to get her and everything. I'm telling the guys, she won't bite you. She'll lick you to death, but she won't bite you. And, of course, they hear that from everybody. Oh, the dog won't bite you, but then it bites him, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, she didn't bite him or anything. But then I finally get her out of the truck and... The guy throws a, a a dog biscuit down for her, so she, he enforced her bad behavior. Yeah, he gave her a treat for. Being and then what's naughty. worse is it wasn't even a package for us; it was for the neighbor. <laughs> so I had to, and then she wanted to get back in the truck with him again. And I'm thinking, man, this is bad. Our our dog would just like walk into anybody's car and disappear. I know. Well, it's hard because she can open our gate, and I have bungeed it closed before but then every time we go out I we know. have to undo the bungee <laughs> so, jade doesn't even know we're talking about her she's yeah. out like a light <clears throat> she is so that was my excitement is trying to get jade off the ups truck mm-hmm. yeah she heard me now she's stretching okay yeah so that's the excitement at the moyer's house yeah so do you want to play a promo for something? Before, Did I want to play a promo for before something? Before I kind of interview you about... You're going to interview me? I don't know. Sweet. I didn't know that. Well, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing. Yo. All right. Well, we are going to talk. In a moment, we will talk 
um, Chris had written in. Is it Chris? Uh, our friend Chris. We have lots of friends named Chris, but this Chris is not the Chris from Florida that I do the Ragtag Fugitive podcast with. This is a different Chris. Mm. And uh, Chris wrote in and said, you know, how did you guys um, start your business? How did you change your careers? And what goes into that kind of thing for those of us that are thinking about maybe changing our career? So we will talk about that when we get back. So stick around to be interesting information. So a few years back now, um, I went from full-time pastoring Mm -hmm. to a multimedia business, and you went from helping me full-time pastor to a cleaning business. Plus, I was homeschooling full-time, too. So I was homeschooling (coughs) three children still um, five years ago. Well, our oldest was in college, but... um, and our our second oldest was getting ready to go to college. Yeah. So I was kind of at the tail end of homeschooling. Um, so, yeah, but I, as soon as we were done with school, we came down and helped at the church most days. Sure. And so we were really, really busy six, seven days a week. We worked at a church. Um, and you put, you kind of had a little issue with... Um, is this nice to, to tell everyone? You had a little issue with workaholism. I didn't at that time. Um, well, you had. When, yeah, but years before When that. you were associate pastor, you worked way, way too many hours. And well, I part kinda, of it was the crazy guy I worked for. I kind of was a single parent most of the time. And... So you, you say that, but you really weren't completely. Well, not completely. It was nice because you only worked a couple miles away. And so right. if I needed you for moral support or to talk to one of the kids, we were free to come to where you were. And we would, you know, a lot of times I would bring dinner down to the church. and mm-hmm. But you were just really, really busy. And then, then we went through a major transition at the church, which... Um, was very painful. Well, it was hard because a lot of there was a lot of disappointment. We didn't, uh, you know, people now, you know, they'll ask, well, what happened? You know, and I'll just say, well, things kind of went south really quick. And no, it wasn't us. We are not the ones that no. well, the, did the, it. The senior pastor you were working with was asked to resign. Right. Um, and there had been five pastors on staff. And all of a sudden, it seemed like, oh, you were the only pastor left. Well, there was two of us for a little bit. And then and then that guy left. And So it was just you. Yeah. So you were left to do, you know, kind of most of the work of five. But we kind of scaled down a little bit. And. You know, we tried to make things less complicated and, and le- simplify things. Okay, long story short, because I really don't want to get into all okay. that. Long story short, my style of leadership is much more communal. And I... Um, not I not don't, dictatorship. I, yeah, I don't like being a dictator. And even though I, I 
at the time I thought I was a good leader. Um, I wasn't as authoritative as some people thought I should be. So anyway, long story short, um, situation happened where um, there was another place that wanted the the equipment in the play in the church and the congregation and another denomination and they came in and took it and so that was that <laughs> we and we were offered to go ahead and stay if we wanted we could have joined that denomination but we looked into and we could it. have even still stayed on staff if yeah. we wanted to but the problem was i had seen behind the scenes at this organization that was taking mm-hmm. over and i didn't like what i saw and so it I wasn't just, get, I wasn't going to yeah. go back into the very thing that the senior pastor had resigned over. I wasn't getting back into it. I wouldn't work there again. Yeah. And here's what I wanted to bring out. Okay. So we can get out. That, that's a whole other story. I should write a book. People would be fascinated. I can guarantee you. But here's what really happened that I wanted to say because this is what started us off on a different career and a okay. different journey. Um, we were given the option. They, they didn't tell us what we were going to do, but they asked, would you still stay? We're going to, you know, change the leadership, but we still want you to be part of something. We don't know exactly what it is, but um, why don't you take a week and pray about it and then come tell us what, how you want to work this out. What do you want to do? And so. Um, and that was with no job description and no salary. We didn't know what. Nothing. No, we didn't really know <laughs> what we were going to do. They Basically, they wanted all my talents and everything, but they, there was some weird, weird. Well, we, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But the, the point is. We drove to the place we were having the meeting to tell them if we were going to stay or go. And uh, when we got there, we parked for a moment. And I'll never forget, it was really difficult for me because I was torn between the people that I really loved and cared about there. And then the, the whole, was it healthy for me to be in an environment where all this yucky stuff was going on behind my back? I didn't know. That's not how I lead. That's not what I do. It's not my example that I give. And I didn't really think it was very healthy for me. And you especially thought, this isn't good for you. you you're a happy person most of the time, and now you're not. And, and it wasn't good for me either. No, it wasn't. To see you yeah. like that. It was just not a good situation. So um, I remember looking at you, and you said to me, and this is one of the things that really blew me away. You might regret it now. But you said, you know, you said, dear, don't don't go back into that environment. Just resign peacefully and get out of it and I'll do whatever I need to do to help us you know we can work together and figure out what we're going to do for an income that was very difficult for me because we were so used to getting a paycheck every two weeks Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden there wasn't going to be one and it was like oh no I mean they gave us severance pay yes um but that was going to quit. That wasn't going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget looking at you. And just before that, my parents had called me because they knew we were making a decision. And my mom had even said, you know what, honey, we will we'll give you some of your inheritance if you want it now. If you get out of that. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you, if you can't make it, we'll help you. We'll give you some of your inheritance early if you need help. And that really spoke a and lot to me. We, we've never taken them up on that. No, we but never that did. That was very kind. But, okay. it, it, it shows. Support. It wasn't just kind. It was yeah. It was. They, they show they believed in us and. And they cared. They about cared about us. Our health. Right. Our so so I'll never forget. Health. We we bowed our heads and we prayed together and asked the Lord to help us. And I felt very strongly that yeah, even though it was going to hurt and I didn't want to do it, I was supposed to get out of that. 
And this is after 10 years of working on staff and being part of stuff. So yeah, we went a, into it the, was 11 years. Yeah. yeah. So we went into the meeting with the, with the, the leaders, the other leaders that we had invested our lives in and helped and everything. And it was, it kind of was eye opening once we decided to go, because then we could see kind of what was going on. And it was a really not a good, not healthy at all. Mm-hmm. So we went ahead and we, we said that we were not going to come back. And, th- and we did go back one more Sunday and well, only, left. it was only a formal deal. It was, but we lovingly resigned and said we wish them, you know, the best. Right. And we just, for our own mental and emotional, spiritual health, we couldn't keep going through that. Through that yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So we, we went ahead and we bowed out. It was very difficult. It was not easy. And, um, and I'll never forget thinking on our way home what do we do now because mm-hmm. we got what three months severance so we had three months to find a job both of us mm-hmm. because i wasn't you know you don't this is a small area so it's not like i go get a job at another church mm-hmm. that's not how it works down here and we were at the biggest church on on the in our area yeah. so that actually paid a really well, a nice salary for us, we thought. Mm-hmm. Even now, we look back now, and it wasn't that much. It still was a lot for us. Yeah. And and we were very grateful for that. But it wasn't like I was going to put my name in the hat to go to another big church, because there were no other big churches. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them, I think. But it that wasn't going to be there. So we had a really interesting situation in our hands. What do we do? Mm-hmm. So, Chris, here's now what, what, uh, what happened. Um, and I can say this. If anybody is struggling, if you're in a situation where you don't think it's healthy, I, I had a pastor one time that really helped me, even though he was difficult too. He said something that really helped me. I was in a job at the time. I was working at a union gospel mission, and I was working with uh, drug addicts and homeless guys, and and really it was a it was heart wrenching stuff. And I was earning. I was trying to make money for the place to to build another to mission. Keep it going, yeah. right? And um, but I got stuck in a situation where, again, my boss wasn't easy to get along with and there was some bad stuff going on and I'll never forget thinking, how am I get, how do I get stuck in this? <clears throat> and I went to this, this pastor who, um, said to me something that I'll never forget. He said, well, <laughs> if you can't live with it and you can't change it, then leave it or deal with it. And okay, now so what does that say? That says okay, if it's if it's something morally wrong, and I don't, and I'm not going to be able to live with it, and there's nothing I can do to change it, then it's a free country. Leave, go find something else, because obviously you're not going to make a difference. And ideally, you have something else lined up before you leave. Well, and that's the whole key. <laughs> you need to do that, and I did that in this case. Yeah. Um, I didn't in the other case, but in this case, I did, and I went ahead and I I thought okay, well, and so I. Tr- I looked around for something I might be able to go to mm-hmm. because I was miserable in the situation. And I realized there's nothing I, well, I tried to change it. It didn't work to change it. And then it started to backfire on me. And I thought, well, that's not going to be good. So I, re- I very quickly went out and looked for something. I found something really cool. And they said, they said, yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd like you to work for us. And it was still going to be 
you know, salary wise, it was going to be close to what I was making there. A little bit more, not yeah. much. Yeah. And so I, uh, I put in my two weeks and I got out of there. It was a relief, but I got out before it got way bad for me, which was a good situation. Yeah. And, and so here, the best advice that guy gave me was if you can't change it and you can't live with it, don't, don't. Find somewhere else because there's always somewhere else. And I know it doesn't sound like there is because we were scared to death. How are we going to do? What are we going to do? And But we found something. And as a result of finding this particular job, it was an Internet service provider mm -hmm. where I worked with computers and did uh, web pages with a team of people and a bunch of sales and stuff. Um, as a result of working there, I learned tons of, of computer stuff. And I'm doing the, a job today as a result of that and well, doing it. And uh, if, if you there. go even back further, while you were working as a director of development for the Union Gospel Mission, you taught yourself how to make web pages <coughs> yeah. by going into source codes of different places and yeah. seeing how they did it. You and a, a neighbor friend of ours were both geeky guys. Got HTML for dummies. And, and you taught yourself how to to design web pages so that you could promote the mission and, right. and different things like that. So you, um, while you were at the mission, you kind of trained for your next job sure. because when you worked at the internet service provider, one of your jobs was teaching internet classes. Yeah. Like I got good. Actually, I got really good money doing the classes. Yeah. I think we got paid a hundred dollars an hour for classes. Wow. Yeah. Well, you got, 15, 20 people in a class, and they're all paying decent money for the class. Yeah. Teacher makes good money, so that it was awesome. It might have only been one day a week or two yeah. days a week. But it was two hours, I think, one day a week. Yeah. Yeah. So, But that was on top of your regular yeah, salary. Yeah, it was great. So it was good. So so basically what I was trying to say is this, this one pastor really gave me great advice. And so if you are listening and you're in a place where you feel miserable and you you realize this isn't working. I'm not. I, this isn't good for me health wise. Because even though you make money and you can pay your bills, if you're miserable, quality of life does mean something. Mm -hmm. It really does. And I I mean we know what it's like to have a lot, and we know like what it's like to have a little, and um, both have their challenges. And it's not very fun when you don't have enough to pay the bills because then it's really scary. But mm -hmm. we are uh, living living what do you call it witnesses or testimony of of the fact that even if you think you can't you can because there are doors open here and there for things and we'll talk about that in a moment but uh so if you're in that situation chris anybody else out there if you're miserable where you're at look at your options and the first thing that we did was we prayed so I'm as as believers here. Of course, this, this is this is a spiritual podcast. We we may not hit you over the head with the Bible, and we may talk about goofy things, you know, like movies and stuff and technology and stuff. But we do believe in God, mm -hmm. and we did pray. And um, I'll never forget that the prayer was the most important thing because what you do is you open the door for God to open doors for you, and it's just important to keep that door open because. There's a lot of things people can do, but there's not always things that people should do. And I, I'll add a little prayer thing because sometimes people get disappointed when they're praying a specific way and they haven't really, they might be praying their will. Like I really want this or God's right. Will. I, could, I do pray. Well, people know that every Sunday 
I write on Facebook, how can I pray for you this week? And mm-hmm. on Twitter. And I get tons of prayer requests every week. And and it's really interesting to see what people pray for or want prayer for. And most of them are pretty cool about it. But there are some that are well, hoping that God is a big candy man in the sky. You know, yeah. he's going to sugar daddy's going to help him out. Well, and <clears throat> and there is I like to go back to the prayer that Jesus taught when his disciples asked him one day, how should we pray? And he he said, pray like this. Pray to your heavenly father and say, God, your kingdom come and your will be done. And I think if you pray that prayer, that's called the the prayer that never fails. Well, that's because because doors will open up here and there. You pray for God's will to be done and you might see something that might be perfect. You think the perfect thing for you. But God might know that in six months, that's going to be the worst disaster ever and that there's something else better for you, you know, so, you know, that's a better match and better for your health and your family. And so I would suggest learn how Jesus taught his disciples to pray and pray. Well, your yeah, kingdom come and and because there, there, be there are organizations and preachers out there that will tell you you have to be specific and you have to. You know, you name it and claim it, gab it and grab it, that kind of thing. And we've been involved in those type of groups before. And what we found was a lot of that is just that's limiting God in what he can do in our lives. So in other words, you know, I may want I may want to um, work at this particular place and I may pray really hard specifically. I get that job and. But I really should be praying, God, I want your will to be done. What what job do you want me to have? Would you open the doors for me? And then mm-hmm. pursue whatever shows up. Um, then I believe that God will pick a place for me. And now mm-hmm. I can get really super disappointed because mm-hmm. I've been there many times. And right now even it's tough because I don't have a lot of work right now. And it's very mm-hmm. difficult. Uh, but if I can keep my focus on what am I good at? What am I supposed to be doing? And keep my focus on it. Things will eventually work out if you're praying, God, I want your will to be done. Yeah. So that brings me to my second thing. Um, I think it's always important to find what you're good at. Do some brainstorming and think about what you are really good at and what can you offer the world around you. Basically, find your niche. If you can find what you're really good at and your niche and you can work it into a job, then you're going to be really happy. I mean, you'll be a lot happier. Not that it'll always be perfect because it isn't always, but it definitely is a lot more. It's less stress in the area of what am I supposed to be doing? And maybe more stress on how am I going to pay the bills? But but it's it's lifelong as far as your life is concerned. It's much better if you kind of know what you're geared towards so if you're an artist you know look for things in the art field if you're a voiceover guy like me or a musician look for i looked i see i got on elance eventually i got on elance on on the net and i found a ton of people that do voiceovers but not a whole lot of people that do character voices so i can use my character voices and win auditions over somebody who just does straight reading. Mm-hmm. Or I can put music and 
all that kind of stuff behind a commercial as well as do the voice for it that's a that's a plus that's a niche that's something where Mm -hmm. i excel in so pick that because that's when you're going to get picked over other people to do it Mm -hmm. and it's the same in any type of thing what are you good at so whoever what if you're listening right now maybe you're afraid to start your own business maybe you're a really good author or an artist or maybe you're a maybe you're really good at um uh, counseling people and helping people out maybe you're awesome at at manual labor i don't know there's just tons of things that you can be good at but you are scared to look for something else because you know at least you got this thing you know there isn't anything that's that should stop you from looking and pursuing things that are perhaps more your nature and more your niche mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah <clears throat> but here's the biggie Mm-hmm. In order to do that, you have to count the cost. And I'm not sure when we started what we're doing now, we counted the cost. Because yeah. we didn't, we thought, here's what we thought. Mm-hmm. We thought we'll do our podcast and people will just donate and we'll be able to live off that. That's what I originally thought. Yeah. I thought, well, we'll offer a newsletter and people, if I get $20 a month from people, from a bunch of different people, we should be fine. And what we found was that wasn't the case. We had, we had one very generous donor mm-hmm. um, from the beginning that really helped us tons yeah. at first, and and we were blown away by their generosity. But it really helped us. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have a huge amount of people that said, "Oh yeah, we really want to help you." You know, we even wrote letters out to people that we knew and stuff and everything like that. But it wasn't met. Most people didn't understand what we were trying to do. Mm-hmm. And the ones that were liking it weren't people that even understood that whole concept of... Well, most people didn't even know what a podcast was. Right, at the time. So, and and still... Still a lot of people have no clue. there's a lot of people yeah. that don't yeah. know what a podcast is. But, but that's what we thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. Yeah. So then we realized, okay, we're going to have to do something else. So I can't remember exactly how how it worked out with you, but you... Look. Eventually, when the when the severance pay was going to run out, I started the multimedia business, and yeah, I think, and yeah. you started working for somebody. I, think. I started doing some computer data entry for right. a friend of ours, right. and I did that for a good year or so. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I was starting to do some housework for people, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of make ends meet. Supplement and, stuff, yeah. You know, um, you know, and it started out just friends and close family um my uncle was getting older my mom was getting older and so i started you know cleaning for them and they'd help us out with grocery money (laughs) and stuff and so as i got a little bit more confidence in you know learning kind of routines for cleaning i found that that i was better at that than i was at the data entry the data entry i'm not a real techie kind of person i don't enjoy the computer techie <coughs> stuff well you did it because you got a paycheck i did it for a paycheck but i remember I us saying for, for a whole year every once in a while we'd say is this really what you want to do the rest of your life she's like no this no. isn't what i want to do yeah, and plus the data entry I was you seem doing, even, I was like, eh, and even, this is kind of... Even though, you, yeah, you're doing SEO. Uh, yeah, stuff. I didn't really... It was kind of something that I kind of wasn't quite sure. It was kind of in a gray area yeah. with with the data entry. And I'm just like, eh, I don't really like like doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, you know, it, it helped 
paycheck wise, it helps you know pay the bills. But I've noticed now that you do the cleaning stuff, even though it's more physical on you, mm-hmm. you are not nearly as stressed as you were. Oh, it's way better stress wise. I mean, attitude wise and happy wise, you're way happier. Even yeah. though I wish you didn't have to work so much. Yeah, I, and you hopefully know, as and, my business grows, you won't. And that's that's something that um, as you're talking about what you have a niche for. You know, I've always liked doing things in the in the field of design. I was an art major in mm-hmm. college, and someday, you know, I'd like to focus more on my landscape design, maybe mm-hmm. house plan design, maybe flat floral design. Well, and, I, and that's, that's something we just my... something we just talked about on our anniversary date. We were, I was saying to you, well, we really should figure out some stuff. Maybe you should look for something in the field in which you really enjoy, like in the floral, you know, designing flowers. I think you do an awesome job at landscaping and stuff like that. I mean, as far as doing the plans, I mean, you can even do the work, but it'd be really cool to maybe find some landscaping places that would hire you to come in and do a plan, you know, do a computer rendering and figure out the plants that you get and everything. So here I am, 46 years old, and I'm still trying to decide what I want to be when I grow up. But, you know, I spent... (laughs) I spent the first... But are you as scared as you were? Um, no, not nearly. Nah, I, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm actually quite content doing my housekeeping and landscaping jobs right now. And I kind of find... Personally, I thought this was going to be more about you. But personally, well. I find that I'm still being a minister. And what I mean by that is I'm still caring for people. And it might be in a different way than when I was a full-time pastor's wife. But I, you know, I have some older clients and I listen to their struggles if they're going through cancer treatments or if they're having this problem or that problem. I'm there to listen to them and sometimes they're open for me to pray with them or or other times maybe just say, hey, you know, you're going to be in my prayers. And so... Yes, I'm doing a physical job. I'm doing a, a service for a paycheck. Um, but at the same time, I think that wherever God places us, we're to be a light and we're to show God's love. Whether we're working at a, a grocery store or whether we're you know pulling someone's weeds or cleaning their toilets, yeah. <laughs> whatever I, we're yeah, doing, I was we're laughing because I was asked to be on a podcast this last week, uh, and you can probably find it on uh, Stitcher or on iTunes. I was on one of the Trekmate Family podcasts um, previously in the Alpha Quadrant, and we went through one of the episodes of uh, Enterprise. But before we started the interview, one of the guys said to me, uh, "I was doing something," and he goes, "You know what? You're probably one of the guys that I." know that loves life the most and i thought wow i didn't even think that you know i mean i was feeling kind of down that day because i was i didn't have work you know so i was kind of like well like i'll do the interview i'm not working so i might as well <laughs> you have the time but but well, what he time said or the money you right, don't always have both <laughs> right but he but what he said about me made me feel wow well apparently i've t- you know i've touched his life with my enthusiasm mm-hmm. and you never know. You just don't realize, you know, there is more to life than what you do and, you know, how much money you have. So it's just, it's an interesting thing. Let me go back real quick and talk a little more specific for Chris, because when he wrote in, Mm -hmm. he was pretty specific. Here's the other thing that's really important. Once you learn what you were, what you are good at, Mm -hmm. 
then it's important not just to go, okay, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do chalk art. Okay. Okay. Maybe you're good at chalk art. Yeah. The the most, thank you to our neighbor who's just turned on his weed eater or something. I don't know what he's doing. Chainsaw or something. <laughs> something in the background. You know you're in the Northwest when. You hear a chainsaw in the background. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Anyway, the next thing is to get educated. Mm-hmm. And here's the here's the thing. A lot of people will go into I want to do this, but they won't have a clue how. Mm-hmm. And you really can't do that. And one of the reasons I went into the business that I'm doing is I already know how to do it. Well, I've done it for years and years and years. One thing we didn't talk about is before you were the director of development at the mission, you had 12 years into radio. Yes, radio so, and production, radio and drama and. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of stuff and like so that, that art that yeah. was all training that is involved in your current business right it was you know involving a microphone and talking right, right. <laughs> now so. i did have to but here's what i had to do i you know i didn't realize what did i need to start you know here's what i felt led to do start a podcast people will support it you'll be okay that's what i was thinking so we start the podcast but in order to start the podcast, I didn't know what I needed to do that with. So I had to rely on a friend who was more geeky than I was to write the programs to get the podcast to work on iTunes and everything. I had to get a domain. I'd never done that before. Mm-hmm. I had to buy a computer system on credit at the at first. Mm-hmm. I bought it from uh, the, the internet service provider that I used to work for. Yeah. I went and bought a computer from them, got a microphone, and and what are you doing? I just got a text message, I think, for work. Go ahead. Okay. So I had to I had to get the equipment and then I had to come up with ideas on what I was gonna do because at first you weren't on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You're not even paying attention. That's okay. At first you weren't on the podcast. I did it all by myself for many episodes. You joined me and then of course listenership doubled, of course, because you know, you rock. <laughs> I don't know about that. But you would come on to the show every once in a while, and our banter, I guess, got everybody, they were laughing and stuff. So you started... Well, the comment I remember one of our friends saying is um, that before I was on, you were, like, too professional. You were, like, Mr. DJ and smooth. And once I came on, I brought you down to reality. (laughs) I'd say... What? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it, it did definitely become more conversational in our podcast and everything. But 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 the, the point is what I'm trying to make is I educated myself on how to do what I was supposed to do. And at the time I was educating myself while I still had severance pay. And, and, and then it was going to be, is this going to work? Mm-hmm. And what I found was it didn't really it didn't work that great. I wasn't getting enough to survive. We weren't getting enough. And so not only did you start working, but I also st- started looking for ways that I could do um, voiceover, music, different things Photography. like that. Photography. Um, now, I can't remember the exact month that we went down and met with our accountant. I think it was in January. I don't remember. Yeah, I think we resigned in like January and then we went and formed, we met with our accountant. He suggested that we form a LLC, Limited Liability Company. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> he, he said that we shouldn't go nonprofit because 
um, the IRS was going to start cracking down on on places that unless they had s- unless they were an walls, actual church, four walls, and then you have to do the whole border directive. And actually, thing it was interesting again. because he what he suggested was actually really good for us because yeah. we wouldn't have made it if we were just a ministry. I couldn't yeah. have done what I'm doing now. I would have had to start a business as well. So, and so, but we started. I remember sitting across a desk from our accountant and he's just a guy I went to school with who happens to be a CPA really nice we, we've used really him for nice years guy. yes been fantastic and um we looked at each other and you were trying to decide well what should I do should I you know call it more your photography more your voiceover more your this or more that and I said how about Moyer Multimedia, since you do a little bit of everything, because <laughs> you do photography, you do web design, you do, you know, voiceover and character acting and music, all this yeah, kind right. of music. And and so under the umbrella of Moyer Multimedia, which will involve anything digital, techie, music, <coughs> which you know. Which brings me to my next thing. Yeah. Okay, so now you have prayed, you're counting the cost, you know what you're kind of supposed to be doing, you've educated yourself or you've gotten, you know, education somehow on the field that you're going into. Now, I had to go through the proper channels to get my business license and do things correctly because people can do it wrong, trust me. Yeah. And in this case, we, oh, you're looking at the business. I'm looking I'm, at why is she looking over my head? Legal entity registration. Right. Well, I had to, I had to educate myself on that too. I had to do a lot of reading, and I still, it was difficult. And we're still not totally confident. We're doing everything right, but right. we're doing things as much. You as just we said know that how. over <laughs> going out to the world. Hey, everybody, we're not doing anything right. No, I, I said yeah. everything. So, right. we're trying. <laughs> so we had to set up our LLC, and we had to set it up correctly, or the bank wouldn't give us a bank. Um, account uh-huh. so i went out and i i uh i had again talked to our cpa and then i did a lot of reading and then i had a couple other people who had started their own stuff and finally i got the documents together and rewrote some things and i turned it into the bank and sure enough they were cool with it turned the other paperwork into the state they were cool with it i got my business license i got my bank account it and i'm saying this all like it just happened but it was it was a good yeah. It was a good month of work on that. Yeah. And it was and it was scary because I was mm-hmm. I was really nervous about it. So we got all that put together and then here's the next thing. You have to keep records. Mm-hmm. And that was really difficult. We got a, a big fancy program to do it and I didn't like it. Oh, and we even it was so we confusing. even went up to the college and, and tried to get, met with somebody and he tried to explain it to us. It didn't us. make any sense. And so as techy as you are, tell them how we do our books. Well, okay, so we bought a ledger at Walmart. <laughs> we have one of those green ledgers that we write our income and expenses in and then we hand them to our CPA. No, that's not, at the and, end no, of the year. no, it's not like that. <laughs> Pretty we, much. Okay, no, it's not. And you just you're so funny. Okay, so uh, I do a I, what I did is I do a majority of my payments and billing through PayPal because they have an invoice system. So I put that all together and and read about how to do that. And so now when I do my stuff, I invoice people through PayPal, then they can pay. And I also set up a thing called Square, which Mm -hmm. is a payment system that I can take Visa and MasterCard because nowadays that's how people pay for their stuff. Hardly ever do cash. They don't usually have cash. And so, so, so not only can people pay through PayPal, I can send them an invoice through their email. They click a button and then they can pay by check or cash or whatever they want to do. Um, it all works together. 
And it, one nice thing about PayPal well, that's is what that I was you going. can print it At all the end out. of the year, I click a button and it gives me reports and it shows me who paid me, how much fees PayPal charged, mm -hmm. what my gross and what my net income from particular stuff was and what the job was for so that I can categorize it in the places I'm supposed to because I pay tax on on goods that I sell mm -hmm. but I don't pay tax on services and since we don't have a like we can't afford a monthly accountant I mean I do you, pay taxes I don't know how to describe it I don't do sales tax on services uh, not on services but if you but sell, I do pay income tax because if you sell CDs or any of your photography we have to keep track and by yes. the way I'm saying this on the air. I heard they raised the sales tax, so we need to figure that out no, before sure. the art show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so we'll we have to redo this, figure out how to but do But Square allows tax. you to do that on the iPad. I could just awesome. swipe a card and everything there. So yeah. so that's what um, that's what I had to do. And so, you know, it sounds like we're I'm condensing this a lot. But uh, basically, I had to get the right stuff, and then we had to start keeping records. And then we keep a ledger. And then at the end of the year, then I take the ledger... PayPal and Square and my bank account because it's all online mm -hmm. and I put that all together and then hand it, our final reports no. to our bookkeeper and then I put that all together yeah. and I add all the totals up and then you add all your totals up and then we subtract I mean we don't subtract but we report how much we spent and we have you know we have records on how much we spent on this and that and this and all that other jazz mm -hmm. um, anyway so then we then we turn that all in to our accountant and he takes care of the last part of the taxes for us and then we of course have to pay um we have to pay income tax on our income and so far we don't have to pay a whole lot of income tax because we haven't made a whole lot however the business has gone up every year so that's good it just needs to go up more yeah now so okay so i hope this is answering some of your questions and we're gonna have to wrap up here pretty soon uh, but let me say that the next thing that we had to do is we had to consider our financial options. Because as you grow as a business, you're going to... Um, my friend Marco really helped me with this. Mm -hmm. I have a friend named Marco who lives on the East Coast. And he is a businessman that has done amazing stuff. And he was really instrumental. Him and Dan Vieira uh, from, uh, from the UK. And... Um, and some other of my friends really encouraged me to upgrade and go even further into what I was doing if I was going to do it professionally. And I went ahead and I considered this was really scary for me. But last November, we took out a lease for my new equipment. <coughs> now, up until a few weeks ago, I it, it was a great it was a great risk because it paid off and I was making double what I did before. Because the contracts were bigger because I could do more fancy stuff. You could do better video editing. Right. You could do and, all kinds of stuff. That, and more sounds and more music stuff. So it was doing really good until a few weeks ago. And you had a stable system that wasn't crashing all the right. time like your old one was. Right. And so that kind of worked out too. But you had to consider your financial options because most of the time when you start a business, you don't make money for the first three or four years. Mm -hmm. So you really have to think about that. In your head, you know, what can you survive on? What can you I've, do? I've, and we, and, and yeah. honestly, we've taken money out of our retirement to live on some sometimes when it gets slow. Yeah. And you know, we didn't want to do that, but, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. One thing that's amazing, though, um, and we live pretty modestly, so that's how we can do this. But we have never had a bill collector call us, nope, and never. I'm not trying to say that to give us glory no, at all. No. We don't make a lot of money, no. but 
you know, you've always been good about paying the bills on time mm -hmm. and, and just trying to live, you know, sometimes we've gotten in debt when things have broken Well, and down that's one of the reasons stuff. we are in debt is because of that. Yeah. But, but we're, you know. Because we really only own the house and then, and then debt because we had, you know, things, times when it was yeah. really hard. But, but at the same time, it's pretty amazing to start a, a business in a recession and never be late making a payment. Yeah. And so that, <coughs> I have to give glory to God and well, to and, you and for, for your no, hard no, work no, no. At, at really trying to keep on top of no, things. No, no, that's just called I, the I least know, I can do. But I know a lot of people that make a lot more money and they just forget to pay bills. I know, <laughs> they just don't I take the time to pay yeah. them. And, you know, and so then they get, you know, the stress of having people call them and stuff. Yeah. And, and we, that's been an amazing thing that even though we have some debt and we haven't made an awful lot of money, um, it's been amazing that we have never missed a house payment. We've never yeah. missed a utility payment. You know, things have gotten paid on time. But now here's the other side of that, though. Mm -hmm. We haven't gone on any vacations. No. And we don't have, I mean, we have a nice car, but it's, it's paid for now. We have had a couple of times where friends have bought us a hotel for overnight. Yep, and that's so been really awesome. To go like but, once a but year. But there, there is a downside to starting yeah. a business, and that is if you're doing it, you know, if it's a smaller business like us, yeah. it takes a while to establish. Yeah. And so what I'm hoping, if if things are right, because we're doing it right, I'm thinking that you know in the next couple of years things will take off a little even more because now I have more experience in what I'm doing. I'm getting contracts with people that are bigger than I had before and I just have a feeling it'll it'll keep going up from here and then that's when we'll be able to enjoy the fruits of the, our labor yeah. you know <laughs> down the road a ways but but here's the deal don't we can't lose focus and that's I talk with my friend Al all the time because he's going through right now trying to figure out you know what job am I going to do because well yeah he was laid off from a job he'd been at for 13 years that's a mm -hmm. long time yeah or 14 I think but uh so he's looking at, you know, what am I going to do and how am I going to do it and all that stuff. So we try to encourage each other back and forth, you know. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about just the other day was stay focused. Mm -hmm. Stay focused on what we want to do because his niche is audiobooks. Mm -hmm. And he's he's got an incredible voice and he's really good at the audiobooks. So I'm really encouraging him and he's really encouraging me. Keep looking for those jobs, you know. And I keep throwing him stuff if I find stuff that he's good at. And we do that back and forth. It's really good. Um, and so that's important not to lose focus. And then, of course, the biggest thing that I'm going to be working on now is marketing, because the, the, the thing is, I can do the jobs. I can make the stuff. I can make it happen. I'm creative. I've got all these talents. But if people don't know that and it's hard because it goes against what I was taught in church, I was taught don't bring glory to yourself. Don't promote don't yourself. Promote, don't entertain people, blah, 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 blah. And, and whether I agree with that or not. It's hard when you get out there and now, okay, now I've got to promote myself. I mean, I've got a website called uh, MoyerMultimedia.com where I have MoyerMultimedia.com slash Rick Moyer resume that has, it's, it's basically a, a big, huge website that says how awesome I am. Now, that's really difficult for me to do. I don't, yeah. I don't really like doing that. But at the same time, it's kind of fun because you can watch all these videos and listen to music and, and you can be entertained by all the goofy stuff that I do as well. Mm -hmm. and, and that is kind of fun. So it's different. But, but you, sometimes you have to get out to people what, you, what your services are. Mm -hmm. They don't know. You know, and unless you tell them, they're not mind readers. So now what I need to work on is the marketing end of it. And then, of course, 
the very last thing I, I'm, I'm doing this quick because we need to wrap up but uh, the last thing is of course to have patience because this is not easy especially like right now i was so busy about two months ago mm-hmm. well actually a month ago even i was still really busy i was having a whole bunch of you know stuff that i thought was you know gonna be great and it and it went great but I was staying up till really late trying to get it all done. And I was running around with my, you know, I like that because I'm making money. But then all of a sudden, boom, nothing. And then, you know, little jobs here for $100 or there for $50. For $20. Or you know, <laughs> here for $20, you know, whatever. Or then, And then I had a situation happen where a guy, I was promised 500 and then he backed out on me. After about a week of work. Yeah, I did a whole week of work and I didn't get it. I didn't yeah. get the money. And so that put us quickly behind, you know, and it's like, yeah. oh, no. But... But that's you just got to have patience because if you continue to market, if you continue to, you know, I do, I have um, 15% um, uh, bid acceptance rate on Elance, where Elance is basically a place where they they have jobs and then I bid on them with other people. And then if that person picks you, then they put money in escrow and then you get paid after you do the job for them. Mm -hmm. And um, on on there, they show you your stats. That means for um for if I only have 15% acceptance rate 85% of the time you get it rejected. And I do and I don't like it. It's yeah. it's hard. But my point is I put in a lot of auditions. I do it a lot. And for good reason because it's it's a sheer number thing. Not everybody's going to like what I do, but there will be people that love what I do and those are the people I concentrate on. And so you just have to look rejection in the face. You know, some days I'm just I come to bed just exhausted and frustrated because I know I was good for that one job and then somebody undercut me because they were in India and they could only you know they only charged yeah. X amount well I've learned my lesson on that too always mm-hmm. leave don't burn your bridges always leave your doors open because I've had at least four clients yeah come back and when use you, me after the other people yeah because didn't do they well. did subpar work and I I know a couple times you know and that's because sometimes if you really felt you're right for that job you'll You'll message them and say, you know, I, I'm kind of sad that you I'm went with some. I'm yeah. disappointed you went with someone else. But, but hey, if you change your mind, I'm here. I have some great ideas for yep. you, and, and I'd be I, glad to help you. I I got a thousand, three, four, close to seven or eight thousand dollars last year as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Keeping my my doors open. Don't, and then the don't other thing burn, don't burn your bit bridges just because they went with right. a cheaper bid doesn't yeah. mean Keep that your they, attitude strong <laughs> they and, might yeah. not come back to you and value you know put a value on what you do and don't cheapen it that's mm-hmm. really important and then um i think the the other thing too is is to you know on a on a regular basis and i mean every six months mm-hmm. go back to the clients you've already worked for and offer your services again and see how they're doing mm-hmm. that is a i've gotten tons of work that way I just did it the other day, so I'm hoping that will bring. Hoping you will again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's really important. Re, you know, people if they like your work, they'll use you again, but they don't always remember. Mm-hmm. So you got to remind them. And and I not only do I remind them, but uh, I might send them a song I've been working on, or might say, "Hey, I just got done with this one job. It reminded me of you. Check this out." And they will come back and go, "That was great." Or you know, I have something coming up, but not right now, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. And then I get the job because mm-hmm. they've been thinking about it. Yeah. So I don't know if this helped anybody. Yeah, it'd be nice to hear if it did because, you know, there's a lot of people we hear 
probably one of our number one prayer requests that people send us is for jobs. Either yeah. they don't have one and they're looking for one. Or they're tired of the one they got. Or they're tired. They're just frustrated the one they have. Yeah. And, you know, that's hard because like 80% of your t- waking hours seems like it's involved with work. Yeah. And so it's nice to have something <coughs> that you feel called to do. Yeah. So I'm going to go through the list one last time. Okay. Just so we're really clear. I don't want anybody to go away from the podcast going, what did I learn from this? Okay, pray, mm-hmm. count the cost, do what you feel you're created for, get educated on that so you know how to do it well, go through your proper channels and get your licenses and all the things you need, keep good records, keep open to financial options, don't lose your focus. If you can find your niche, that's what you want to work in. Market yourself. Have some patience and have fun. How's that? Sounds good to me. <laughs> She's looking at me like, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> we, w- we will say this. It's not easy. And no. this last week, even though it's been really hard for us because, um, you know, you get to a point and you think, what am I going to do? Well, I think you've had... You had some jobs that you've done that you're waiting to get paid for, mm-hmm. but actual payment that you've had this cash week is flow. Like, a- anybody who's done a business knows that cash flow has only been for more multimedia about twenty dollars this week so far. Yeah, so it's like so uh, we're praying that some of the jobs come in. Well, they will. I mean, I already did it invo- invoiced them. It takes it's yeah. red tape and businesses and stuff. Yeah, you know, you know and that's I I have shared some str- some of our struggles with my mom. And she's told me this story. The same thing happened on the farm. Oh, many times. But she specifically remembers when I was a baby. And my dad had done a job for the public utility district. And because of their red tape, they waited and waited. And she she was like, I was a baby. And she was wanting a stroller and a car seat. I was like way after the other kids. So she had given all that stuff away. Right. And she was waiting to buy a stroller and a car seat for me because they didn't really have the money. And yet my dad had done this job. (laughs) And finally, after six weeks, she finally got that check and was able to buy my so you know when you're in business for yourself that that's one thing that's really a challenge and that's where you count the cost yeah and you, you say, don't have a paycheck but i have to say i have to say it is wonderful not to have people <coughs> constantly judging me on my work performance if that makes sense even though i do have people that rate me uh-huh. in my in my work um i don't have a board of directors that sits there and because of preference says, well, I don't like the way you said that. Or I don't like, I mean, even if they do, I don't care because they don't have any bearing on what I do because I'm, I'm basically, I'm my boss, even though God is my boss. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that had, you know, if if I got a problem with the boss, I better be talking to myself, you know, or you. Yeah. But you know what I mean? And it's nice not to have, I mean, I'm not trying to say that I'm, I can't work well with other people. I'm just, because I proved that I can. I'm just saying it's nice not to have politics. Yeah. And it's that's, great. That's the same with my cleaning business. If, if you don't like cleaning a place, well, we had a situation where a guy wanted you to clean for him. And I felt, and I don't ever do this. This is weird because you had never gone to so a place So I actually before. went with you to the place for you to look at it. 
And I met the guy, and I got the creeps from him. Well, and there's some like kinky stuff laying around that I didn't even see, but you right. saw, and you're going. And then you oh. were going to go, and he and was going to be there. And then he wanted to be there while I cleaned yeah. and and help me move things right. around, and he watched me clean behind things, and then right. he put them back. And I'm like, and uh, and because you saw, so I, we saw got the yeah, we got in the car, and we drove <laughs> off, and I said, nope, you aren't working there. And she goes, what? And I s- shared my observations. And the great part was you were able to say, you know what? It's not going to work for me. Yeah. I just said, hey, I I decided I don't have an opening after all. And that's all I had to say. Yeah. And you know what? (laughs) I didn't have to say it was because you was a pervert. (laughs) It was a couple of days. It was a couple of days later and you already had another job. Yeah. So So. it's it. That's the beauty of working for yourself is you can make those kind of decisions. You don't have to do things if you don't want to. And one of the reasons that I get in trouble in the job that I do is I'll take on a project that I feel like I shouldn't do, but I do it because I'm desperate. And then I all, every time I do that, it yeah, backfires this, on this me. last time where I knew you better. worked for a whole week for this I knew guy, better. and you had kind of a funny feeling about it, but you didn't have any work. And so I you broke one of my own rules. It. I broke my own rule because I didn't. He didn't put money up front, and I always do that. And that that funny feeling could be God telling you something. <laughs> I think it is. So, well, let's pray for folks that okay. are thinking about a change in career and stuff, and let's pray that uh, God help them. Yeah. Father, I thank you for every person listening. And if there's people that are entrepreneurs, people that have a vision or an idea, or they just don't like the job they're in, I pray, God, that you would speak to every one of their hearts and help them to do the thing that they are called to do, to open doors for that to be able to support them. And God, that your will would be done on this earth as it is in heaven. And I just thank you, God, that you are able to do that for every single one of us. Uh, encourage people's hearts. And I pray that you would um, help us not get depressed or focused on the on the negative, but be excited about the positive things that are ahead. And we just thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved. She's got her hand out. And She's pointing at me for some reason. If you'd like to get a hold of us, we'd love to hear <coughs> from you. Rick at takenwithyou.com or Amy at takenwithyou.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can get a hold of us at Facebook, um, <coughs> www.facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or uh-huh. facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. We'd love to hear from you. Is this a bad time to say if anybody wants to make a donation, they can? <laughs> we, we sometimes forget that. but You can if you want. But, you know... If you feel led to, we're we're not into pressuring. No, people not at all. At Please all. don't think that. A at lot all. of times we forget yeah. <laughs> to say that and that you, is a possibility. But we do have a we have a PayPal button on the on the Taking With You website. It just takes you right to a place where you can donate and if you want. Also on our Taking With You website, if you're not techie like for me, I don't have my own PayPal account. I could use yours probably. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a PayPal account and you want to um, send a check in the mail. Um, you can write it out to to Rick and or I and no, um, you, or you have to write it out to Moyer Multimedia. Moyer Multimedia or Rick Moyer or Rick Moyer, and you can send it in the mail. Our our address is on our website. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. And it's not a PO box. It's actually our house, so you can come oh, by great. and don't, say hi. Don't stalk us. <laughs> don't stalk us. Our Actually, dog will our dog will lick you. We've had people, she'll play ball with you. We have had people from our podcast Ready? that She's have, say goodbye. have yeah. called. They're out at the beach. <laughs> Hello, they... who's here? <laughs>
There. No, we Jade have, said goodbye. We, we've had people that we've gotten to be friends with through the podcasting community. Yeah. And they call, hey, we're at the beach. Can we stop by and say hi? Of course we say sure. yes. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. Okay, Jade. Okay, you want us to go? You want, who's here? Who's here? She's pretty excited. Okay, bye, everybody. Thanks bye, for bye. joining us. Hope you got something out of it. Let us know, please. We really like to hear from you. Goodbye.